Hello, Bettys. Welcome to the show. Before we get to our guest today, I just wanted to let you know that we have such an epic list of guests coming up in March. We are talking about menopause. We're talking about autoimmunity. We're talking about muscle building. We're talking about recovery practices. And I don't want you to miss any of it. Even if you are listening to the podcast, you may not necessarily be subscribed. So you're going to have to manually go into your podcast app and press play. I would love for you to hit that subscribe button so that you are getting the podcast as they are released. It's going to make me oh so happy to know that you are a subscriber of the pod. You are officially a Betty in the Bettyverse. And of course, you are never going to miss an episode and be the first to know when it drops. Thank you so much. Welcome to Betty Bites, a decidedly delicious, short and sweet mind snack for your brain to chew on. I've gone back into the Betty library and pulled out my favorite Betty sound bites, a recipe you might say. It's bits of wisdom, sprinkles of knowledge, and a dash of dry humor for you to do and be better. I am a huge fan of the Bio Optimizers Magnesium Breakthrough. It has seven forms of magnesium, which is going to help to transform your stress and your performance and your recovery and your sleep to the next level. I'm often asked like, well, what are the types of magnesium we should be looking for? So there's magnesium chelate and citrate and bisglycinate and malate, sucrosomial, taurate and orotate. They have various effects on the body. Bisglycinate, probably the most bioavailable and most absorbable. Malate, it's found naturally in fruits, helps with migraines. Chronic pain has been shown to help improve depression. Magnesium citrate uh, helps with arterial stiffness. It helps with maintaining a healthy weight. Magnesium chelate is important for muscle building, recovery and health. The list goes on and on. You're basically getting them all in one supplement. Each supplement itself is 500 milligrams of magnesium, which I feel is such a great dosage as a great baseline for most women. I have found a beautiful medium of actually cycling my magnesium. So I actually will take one or two of these. So I'm either getting 500 milligrams or up to a gram of magnesium, depending on where I am in my cycle. So head on over to biooptimizers.com forward slash better and use code better for 10% off of any order, but make sure that the magnesium breakthrough is in your cart. Don't be fooled by the frigid temperatures. Keeping hydrated in the wintertime is super important. In colder temperatures, we sweat more due to a higher metabolic demand of trying to maintain a core body temperature. We lose more fluids and electrolytes through our urine. We lose more water through respiration and just general breathing. And our skin dries out in the wintertime as well. We are a ski family. And over this winter, we have been using Elementi's Chocolate Medley. The chocolate chai is absolutely incredible with some boiling water, a splash of milk. And my kids love the chocolate mint with some hot water. This is our apreski. We cozy up with Element Hot After Hours on our cross-country trails. And for a limited time, you too can get the Element Tea Chocolate Medley and enjoy them hot as I have been doing with this exclusive insider bundle for you. When you buy three boxes of any flavor, it doesn't have to be the chocolate, it can be any of the flavors that they offer, you are going to get the fourth box free. If you head over to drinkelement.com forward slash Dr. Estima, you'll see that exclusive offer at the bottom of the page. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash D-R-E-S-T-I-M-A. And tell me which of the chocolate, Melody, you love the best. 
So let, let's start with how the body makes energy. Where does it come from? What happens? Um, and you don't have to, you know, if, if you're listening to this, I have a lot of, there are, there are a lot of clinicians that listen to this. So we have MDs, DCs, NDs, you know, nutritionists. So this might be a nice refresher for them. But for the listener, don't worry, we're not going to tell you the exact mechanisms for the Krebs cycle. Like it's not going to, it's, we're not going to go that crazy. But can you explain, you know, where energy com- comes from, what the body, what the body does? Yeah, so I, I will do a... Um... A dive, a deep dive into it. That's from a very different frame than a typical biochemistry class. Okay, and it's very important that we do it from this frame because this is a big part of the, the big picture understanding. So, first, um, when we were in high school and college biology courses or biochemistry courses, we all learned, you know, the powerhouse of the cell or the energy generators of the cells are our mitochondria. And the way that those mitochondria were conceptualized and to a large extent still are conceptualized in most common typical biology courses is as mindless energy generators. They basically just take in primarily carbs and fats and do some through various mechanisms, through glycolysis, through the Krebs cycle, um, they then take those compounds put them into the mitochondria and the mitochondria then take these compounds from carbs and fats, shuffle them through a bunch of complexes and eventually pump out something called ATP, adenosine triphosphate, which is cellular energy. So in that sort of paradigm of energy, we could say like, I guess you, you could, you could sort of conclude, Hey, if you just provide your body sufficient carbs and fats, then it should just pump out lots of energy, right? If, if that's your whole understanding of what are the factors that create energy, it's just a matter of providing fuel to your mitochondria so they can make energy. Yeah. Just provide just substra- fuel. It's just substrate availability. Right. Yeah. yeah but yeah. we know that it's way more complex than that. Okay. And here, here's the big, here's the big frame shift that really matters when it comes to mitochondria. Um, and, and I will credit Dr. Robert Navio, uh, who's a brilliant scientist for really uncovering the science around this. He's a, a researcher. He runs a, a lab for mitochondrial medicine at UCSD. And um, I've had the, the pleasure of uh, meeting him in person and actually having like a sort of personal one-on-one session with him, which is very cool. Um, but absolutely, I, I think one of the most brilliant scientists of the last 50, 50 years. Um, and he has written a paper, a couple papers now actually, on something called the cell danger response. And the gist of this model is basically an understanding that mitochondria are not just mindless energy generators that take in carbs and fats and pump out energy. They are exquisitely sensitive environmental sensors. And their role as environmental sensors is as important as their role in producing energy. I am incredibly bullish on sauna as a therapy for recovery, heart health, and overall aging well. I personally decided on an infrared sauna from Sunlighten because of the range of far wavelengths and near infrared wavelengths that it offers. Saunas help with detoxification and rejuvenation to rid your body of toxins. It helps with heart health by improving circulation, reducing blood pressure, and helping keep the arteries supple. It helps with muscle recovery by easing the tension and soreness to recover faster. And of course, stress reduction with the warmth and the relaxation of sitting in a sauna. 
It's crucial for hormonal balance and achieving a state of well-being necessary for a strong physique and a strong mind. If you visit sunlighten.com slash better and use code better to get a discount. That is sunlighten, S-U-N-L-I-G-H-T-E-N.com slash B-E-T-T-E-R and use code better at checkout. So what does this mean that they're environmental sensors? Well, it basically means that they pick up on signals from the body, from the environment. Okay, and so your body takes in signals from the environment, whether those are food signals, whether it's the air you breathe, whether it's the water you drink, whether it's how you move your body, whether it's the temperatures your bodies are exposed to, whether it's how much you eat, when you eat, um, how little you eat, when do you not eat, right? All of these signals are being, are, are being fed into the body. The body then translates those environmental inputs into biochemical signals, and those signals are sensed by the mitochondria. And in response to sensing those various signals, the mitochondria decide whether to operate more in peacetime metabolism, which is energy mode, where they're, they are taking mostly just taking in fuel and pumping out lots of energy, or whether they shift more into cellular defense mode, where they devote, they shut down energy production to a large extent, and devote more resources towards defending the cell against what they perceive as threats, these signals that they're interpreting as threats, as danger signals. And so, it's one or the other, right? Like you can't be in drive and reverse at the same time. It's like you're either in war, war or you're in peace. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Now it's not, it's not an on-off switch, it's a dimmer switch. So it's um, the, the, basically the way to understand it is to the degree that your mitochondria are sensing danger signals or threats in the environment, they will start to sh turn down energy production and shift more towards cell defense mode. So as a, you know, if this sounds kind of heady and abstract and not real world, just consider the last time you got a cold or a flu. What was one of the key symptoms of it? It was fatigue, right? This is not a mistake. Our bodies are designed to be fatigued in response to threats, in response to the body needing to fight against something. Now, that can be an infectious disease, it could be exposure to toxins, it could be poor diet, it could be psychological stress, it could be a whole range of different factors we can, we can delve into. But that is fundamentally how the body is designed and that's why we experience fatigue in response to um, a pathogen. It's an intelligent response because if you, every time you got sick, if you just had normal energy levels and you wanted to go out for a run and go work out and go work all day as normal, you, you would not leave your body with enough resources and energy to effectively fend off that threat. So basically it's intelligent in the sense that your body's turning down your desire to go burn off lots of energy, making you want to just kind of rest, lay in bed, lay on the couch, sleep more, rest more and not be so active, and that way it can more effectively fend off that, that threat. Now, in the context of an acute scenario, like an acute infection, this makes a lot of sense, but things go awry when you start to have chronic exposure to toxins, chronic sleep deprivation, chronic circadian rhythm disruption, chronic psychological stress, chronic poor diet, right? All of those things becoming chronic then just kind of turn down your overall energy production 
chronically and put your body into this chronic sort of state of being in partially or almost fully engaged in um, a cell danger response, engaged in, in defense mode or wartime metabolism. All right, Bettys, if you found that that little snippet wet your appetite and you are looking for more, you can go to our show notes for this episode. And in the show notes, we will have a link for you to click on and it will bring you to the full, robust, juicy conversation.